Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties 2. This episode is one part of my hour-long NPR show heard every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it has broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, everything your dog wants you to know, as well as the Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know, because I care about people who care about cats, dogs, and other creatures who share our planet. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival and the New York Cat Film Festival, which travel America and Canada supporting local animal welfare groups. I could not bring you this show without the support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian who's created a variety of litters to please any cat, as well as inventing clean protein cat foods based on the protein found in cats' natural prey. This show is also made possible with the generous sponsorship of Waruva, the Foreman family-owned pet food company named after their rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa, where all their recipes in cans and pouches are human edible because they're made in a human food facility. This is very exciting. I have one of the filmmakers from this year's New York Cat Film Festival who is in Santiago, Chile. So it's going to be very exciting to talk to him about his movie, L'Histoire de Lilliput, on this radio show. But even more incredible, Marco is coming to New York City to watch his own film in front of a live audience. And I am so excited and happy that he's able to make that trip, which will be his first trip to New York City. Marco, welcome to the show, but especially congratulations on your marvelous, very special, unique movie, about your gorgeous kitty, Lilliput, and for your bravery in coming to New York for the first time to, to be in a theater Ooh. where people will applaud you. I, I hope it's going to be a great experience for you. Well, thank you so much for the invitation and for your kind, <clears throat> for your kind words. Um, yeah, it's my very first time uh, traveling to New York City. And when the first time I heard about the New York Cat Film Festival, I was like, oh my gosh, how uh, how this um, experience can be done in, in that big city. <laughs> You're right. I wondered it myself, Marco. When I first did the Dog Film Festival, I think I was half out of my mind. I thought, I'll find a lot of short movies about dogs and somehow everybody will learn about it and they will all come together. And the amazing thing was they did. And then yeah. one of my wonderful sponsors, Dr. Elsie, said, you know, if you ever could do that for cats, we would like to sponsor it. And I thought, oh, there aren't enough cat movies to make a whole festival. And you are one of the very most wonderful examples of how uh -huh. wrong that is. There are yeah. wonderful movies about cats. So first, let's talk about you, then let's talk about Put, and then this wonderful, I call it kind of a film noir, L'Histoire de Lilliput in French, and you are Chilean, so it's even funnier or more charming. You yeah. are, you're a young man, yes? Yeah, I'm 29 years old, um, and, and I speak um, Spanish in my very first language. So 
Uh, I am trying to speak in English with a uh, kind of difficult, but um, I'm, I think I um, understand you perfectly. And I understand you perfectly. And I want to tell you, I think of myself as speaking Spanish, but I would be uncomfortable trying to do a radio interview sort of in the dark and hope that my Spanish was understood. You speak beautifully, so don't even give that a second thought. Is oh, this the first you. movie you've ever made, or is this after you learned about the Cat Film Festival, did you think, oh, I already know how to make a movie. I'm going to do one about a cat, my cat. Yeah, um, I, I think that um, this short film um, is because uh, I, I wanted to make a cine with uh, the tools that I had um, very uh, close to me. Yes. So I, I took I take uh, my phone and I I and I was wondering mm, what can I say what can I tell about and I saw my cat that you can you will see it at yes. the, the big screen and and I was uh, recollecting all these all these memories or all these um, activities that Lilliput uh, made. And, and I thought that it was very adorable to look all this film, um, all these uh, short clips, uh, make it in a, um, in a movie. So I was wondering, oh, do I have a friend speaking uh, French? <laughs> and it was on Facebook like, oh, I can, I can help you. So, oh, yeah, I have this, um, this script to... A poem about my my little cat and 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 that's all and and the magic um, started. <laughs> and it it is magic, and the way you describe it is beautiful. Your cat is adorable, and it's Thank more you. adorable that you thought, okay, I'm Spanish speaking now. In the olden days, when I was growing up and and grew up a lot in Europe, French was the international language. When you went to a dinner party or a cocktail party or even in a hotel or an airport, French was the international language. However, you as a young man know that I think English is more of the universal language, but you chose to do yeah. it in French, which to an American film-going audience is very chic. It's very film noir. It's very edgy, you know, sort of hearkening back to the, the great days of French filmmakers. Why did you choose French? Yeah, here in Chile is very chic too. Oh, um, yeah, I, I don't even know a single word in French. I only say we 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 and cans for the film festival on, on cans. Yes, except for it, if you wanted to say it, you can't pronounce the S. So you see, you definitely don't speak yeah. French. And yet you wanted this film to be in French with English subtitles. Mm -hmm. So why in French? Because it's chic? Uh, because it's chic and because to make a, a wink to all the yes. documentaries. A wink, perfect. Um, and this and this short film was presented on Brazil. And then uh, the critic says that I have a lot of um, similars to the to other cat that was uh, that was famous. I don't remember the name, but uh, I think it's like uh, Oliver, maybe. Okay. I'm not it, familiar with it either, but, you know, I'm sort of sad. I thought I discovered you, but Brazil already discovered yeah. you. You know what? I'm, ki I'm kidding because I want you to be discovered. You really are gifted, and you have yeah. a sense of true love for this cat. 
um, absolutely oh, affection. Oh, but yeah. you also have such a a cinematic eye and ear, and and you you do seem to be very knowledgeable about what film can do when it's an art form. Had, did you study film? Yeah, I am a filmmaker from a, a graduate. Oh, I see. Very knowledgeable. No wonder. Yes, this was not just a random person saying, I want to make a poem to my cat. And I really like the fact, Marco, that you called it a poem because I've often said about both the Cat Film Festival and the Dog Film Festival that mm -hmm. short films are sort of poems as compared to yeah. a magazine article or a book because poets... Of, of just actual written poetry are, you know, starving poets. You know that phrase, starving poets. You can't get rich or famous writing poetry. You can't get rich or famous making a short film, but it's art and it yeah. speaks to us. And if somebody's lucky enough to experience it in the audience, you feel as if you have been changed. You know, your, your, your heart changes, your soul changes, your mind changes. It's why... I so admire all the filmmakers, but particularly somebody who comes from another country and makes a film in another language and submits it to the United States and is coming here to yeah. see how people will, will respond. I, I wish there we had what they have at big film festivals of a Q&A, you know, where the filmmaker can sit and in a chair and then I moderate and then people in the audience ask questions. So I just want to ask you a few questions. Lilliput obviously has a wonderful life. What do other mm -hmm. cats live like in Santiago? Are there many community cats? I did have a film that was in the film festival a couple of years ago about the guardians of Recoleta, the, the oh, cats who live in the cemetery. So tell yeah. us a little bit about Santiago and what you think a cat's life is like. How many people do you know who live with cats? What are the community cats like? What are attitudes toward them? I would love to know more. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, well, Santiago is uh, located at the foot of the Andes mountain. So uh, at the summer we have a very uh, very heat uh, season. Okay. And, and winter we have uh, a lot of uh, cool and snow times. So, oh really? Wow. Yeah. Extremes. So, yeah, exactly. And um, and the cats. Uh, I think um, uh, one of two people has cat in in their homes. So. Um, so there is a lot of Chilean cats in, in houses, and and here at the capital and Santiago, um, we have the Mercado Central, that right. is like like uh, the central market. Yep. And and they had a lot of cats, and we have books with uh, photos of 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 their cats. So of the cent so the Mercado Central cats are well known. Yeah. Yeah, they they have books, they have a story, they have names. Oh my, isn't yeah, that so, nice? Yeah, you can you can go for chopping your um, verduras, right? Your vegetables. <laughs> See? Yeah, vegetables, and then you can take the photos of of the cats. You can feed them, uh, and they are very um, muy cuidados. Very they very. Are, they have good manners, and they're very looked well looked after. Yeah, that that's exactly what I and what I mean, and 
um, I, I'm thinking about other kind of cats, but um, I think uh, in Chile we have a, a, a law that it's called a cholito, like a dog that was uh, abused. So to prevent the and stop the animal um, to prevent the animal um, abusos the animals right abuse right yeah and they made a, a law that is called that from that dog and and it was uh, I think it's a very good thing to uh, take care of the dogs and cats uh, that are living on the streets so. I think that Chile is um, taking a, a step forward. It sounds like it. So you have yeah. laws to protect the community cats, the free-roaming cats. There's laws that you cannot abuse them. Yeah, we have, a, and it's a very, a very known law because I'll be darned. Uh, yeah, all the the case of the abuse of Cholito, it's it was very shocking to the population. So. Uh, we protest on the streets to take um, to take this law uh, at the at the lawyers. So really, you it, as a as a as a nation as a population, one dog's yeah. horrible abuse got you in the streets to protest. That is an incredible testament to the Chilean yeah, people it, that it mattered to that many people that one dog got abused. I have to tell you. That in the United yeah. States and many other countries, abuse of stray animals is kind of the norm in places where there are stray yeah. animals. It's like, what are you going to do? People just shrug. And you guys went out and protested and got a law passed. That's yeah. pretty fabulous. Yeah, I, and you, um, I think that every Chilean knows that you cannot hurt uh, animals So, because it's, uh, because it's in the law right now. Wow. And and on by the other hand, uh, we are um, we are we are uh, close to approve the new constitution, and and it has a, an article about the nature and the animals' uh, rights. So it's very green, a very green constitution, and we are and the people are very happy about that about that. Well, I'm I'm very happy about it, and I'm embarrassed oh. that our own country and maybe other countries mm. in the European area, and that, that we don't have this kind of attitude, that we yeah. have a constitution that includes the rights of animals. Why do you think, why do you think Chile is so forward? Is it a very, um, is there a great literacy? Are, are most people uh, educated in, in Santiago or in Chile generally? Do people get an education, uh, most people, even if they're not rich? I think that we have a special time history because uh, of the dictatorship. Uh, it started to uh, close all the um, uh, principal rights to the civil to the population. Right. So the the fight about the uh, principal's uh, rights uh, it started uh, 30 years ago and 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 pretty now we have um, this opportunity to make our new constitution with people elected by us. Wow. 
So with with I, with very forward thinking ideas, I have to say, I'm very pleased and proud to meet you. And and I think that your film reflects a it must reflect a, a kind of national sense of of irony and of charm and of freedom. Mm. There's a freedom about it. I it's it's just it's wonderful to meet you. I think one of the beauties of having I should have called it the New York International Cat Film Festival, but I didn't know that there'd be so many people from really the whole world who uh -huh. loved cats and were capable of making a movie good enough for other people to enjoy. But it does bring people together. Animals do bring people together. I mean, they say that sports do, right? The uh, the Olympics and yeah. stuff. But I think animals bring them together differently. I think it, it brings out the best in us. Do you think that? Yeah, totally. I agree because, um, for example, I made this uh, short film to talk about the um, the people at, at the school, to the students, to tell them that you can make cinema with your own tools. That's right. With because you can pick up your phone, you can uh, talk about your family, your friends, your your pets, your cat, and um, find. I don't like to use the pet uh, word because it's more like a partner. <laughs> yes, a, fr a, a member of your family. Yeah, a member of your family. So uh, I, I took the... Um, I didn't expect that the short film, it was hilarious or it was... Uh, it it uh, prov provoked a uh, laugh. <laughs> yes, because it, it provokes laughs, but... They're loving laughs. We're not laughing at Lilliput yeah. or you. It's just, yeah. it's done with such genuine heart and respect yeah. for her that there's just something hilarious about the seriousness of it being in French. And there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Marco, we have run out of time, but you and I are going to spend time oh. in New York. We're, we're actually trying to put together a little event between the Cat Film Festival in the late morning and the Dog Film Festival in the afternoon where people can come and meet with some filmmakers and me and have a coffee. So you will obviously be in the center of that. I'm sure many people will be yeah. excited to meet you. So you have a safe travel to New York for October 23rd, and we will all be there to applaud you and this wonderful movie. Thank you for being Thank here, Marco. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am so excited to share with you and to talk about more about Lily and 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 the cats and dogs. Wonderful. Thank you so Wonderful. much for this opportunity. Of course. Thanks for listening. There are a few more very special companies that make this show possible, and I hope you will support their support of my mission to entertain and educate. Merrick Pet Care, which began as a family-run company in Texas 30 years ago, is still making natural pet food I feed my own dogs. They also provide nutrition to pet shelters in Chicago and Texas and free food for the service dogs for veterans from Canines for Warriors. Cradle, which makes CBD calming products to reduce stress for dogs using broad-spectrum CBD from U.S.-grown hemp, formulated with a proprietary blend of nutraceutical ingredients. My Wanda Weimaraner couldn't get through thunderstorms without their cradle melts. Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, creates holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition and makes innovative foods like the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which sometimes is all that Maisie Hotchner will eat. Evermore Pet Food, which is privately owned by two extraordinary women who cook dog food from the most pristine human edible ingredients 
and ship it to your door in frozen pouches. It's higher quality and more ethically sourced than my own food. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this shorter version of Dog Talk and Kitties 2, and we'll listen to other episodes sometime soon.